0: Day on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farrakh. With the sin problem came the death problem.
1: When sin entered the world, death with it entered the world. So God solved the sin problem, but He also solved the death problem. He solved the sin problem with the birth of the Savior. He solved the death problem with the resurrection of the Savior. By raising Jesus from the dead.
0: Problem solved. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently sharing a special message called God Will Solve Your Problems. Death is a big problem, right? We're all going to die someday. That's a big problem, isn't it? Pastor J.D. reminds you in today's message that Jesus solved the problem of death when he rose from the grave. When he rose from the dead, he made it possible for you to rise too. Now, that's a solution you can't argue with. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Luke, chapter 2, with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth.
1: Think about it. If the announcement, the birth announcement, you know how we are about birth announcements? Man, we go to great. Just the gender reveal. Of course, nowadays, I don't know what happens now, but I don't want to go there. (laughs) They have big parties, blue for boy, pink for girl. Well, at least they used to. Anyway, anyway. So here's here's a birth announcement. It's no ordinary birth announcement. This is the birth announcement of birth announcements, of the Savior of the world. And shepherds? Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. But shepherds, you have to understand, in that culture, in that day, we're considered the lowliest, the filthiest of all people. And of all people, that's who the birth announcement of the Savior of the world is going to go to. Yes, because this is good tidings of great joy to all people. Because if if the Savior's birth announcement had gone to the elite, you know, those people, well then, I guess it's not for us. It's for them. No. No. God's love for all of us is unfailing and unconditional. And please hear me on this because this is very important, and the enemy has a heyday with us on this. God's love for us is never predicated upon who we are or what we do. That's a perfect love, an unfailing love. Problem. The Savior's birth was at night, in the dark, rather than during the day in the light, when people would have certainly noticed. Solution? (laughs) God has the Savior come into the world to be the light of the world, which was and is in desperate spiritual darkness And I think you would agree with me as well on this. It's getting darker seemingly by the day. But he's the light of the world. Here's the application. It's in the dark silence of the night, not the bright busyness of the day, that the light of the world shines the brightest. Doubtless you've heard it said, it's so well said, You'll never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. And is it not true that it's when you're going through a very dark, difficult season in your life that Jesus is more real to you, closer to you? Problem. And this is a problem. The Savior's birth was in poverty, squalor and even filth, rather than being in pomp, prestige, prosperity, and plenty. Solution? God has very wealthy wise men bring very expensive gifts when Jesus is a toddler in order to provide for Joseph and Mary. Now, I am keenly aware that I have just Messed up your whole nativity scene. But I have to tell you that according to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, the wise men were not there at the birth. Uh, They came later. The detail in the text says that they came to see the little child, not the infant. It's a different word in the original. It's like a toddler. It's believed that Jesus at this time that the wise men came with these gifts was maybe a year old, no more than, maybe seven, eight months old. We can only speculate and estimate. But the why question needs to be asked. Okay, so we know the what they brought, and we know the gifts, right? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And regrettably, we've painted this picture of only three wise men. Do you realize that it was probably an entourage? Please don't picture, you know, here's a little gold bracelet for the baby. Okay. No. No. And frankincense and myrrh. Now you understand the prophetic symbolism of these gifts. They were exactly what they needed financially, medicinally. And the gold? Oh what? God's going to send His only begotten Son, God incarnate, God becoming a man, and leave him on his own? Well, there you go. I did my part. You know, wish you the best. Uh, You're going to have to, by the way, get to Egypt. I don't know how you're going to pay for that. Uh, You're going to have to flee Herod, who's going to try to kill you, and all the boys under two years of age. And so, um, I don't know, maybe you can get a loan or something. You'll forgive the silliness, but I think you get the point, right? No, here's the application. God will always provide whatever you need at the perfect time that you need it. He's never late. He's never early. One last thing on this and we'll move on. That gold, this was an entourage. They brought, I believe, solid gold worth an extreme amount of money. And God provided for Joseph and Mary. Maybe you're here tonight or watching online and you have financial needs, you have financial problems. God has promised to solve that problem. God will provide whatever you have need of. Again, He won't do it the way you think. He won't do it how you think. And He certainly won't do it when you think. He will do it in His way, in His time for his glory. Problem. The Savior's birth was to a young couple, Joseph and Mary, who were all alone, far from home, with no place to stay. That's a problem. Solution? God would bring to them and through them the good news of comfort and joy at the time of their greatest need. Application. God will always comfort us in those times when we're all alone, especially in this world, not our home, where we've long overstayed our welcome, as it were. There's no room for us here. This is not our home. We're just passing through. Keep a light touch on this world and the things of this world. I don't think it's any coincidence that we have the details. And again, imagine, don't imagine a hotel. There was no room in the hotel. They were all booked because everybody was in town to get registered. No, this was like a a room, a stable. And, And we've tidied up the manger. You know what a manger is, right? It's a feeding trough. Animals would eat out of it. And that's where they laid the Savior of the world. It's interesting because it's believed, and we saw those for those of you that went to Israel with us, we saw those stone mangers. It's a stone, you know, feeding trough uh, carved out of stone, and here's the Savior of the world when He was born. And interesting, like bookends, the Savior of the world when He was crucified and buried was put in a stone tomb. How's that one? Well, that's actually our. Next one and last one. Problem. The Savior's birth would end in death such that Jesus was born to die. That's a problem. Solution? Well, God would solve the death problem. Because see, with the sin problem came the death problem. When sin entered the world, death... With it entered the world. So God solved the sin problem, but He also solved the death problem. He solved the sin problem with the birth of the Savior. He solved the death problem with the resurrection of the Savior. By raising Jesus from the dead, problem solved. And would you agree that death is a kind of a big problem? I do because we're all going to (laughs) die. Okay, I'll try to... Problem solved. How was the problem solved? God raised Jesus from the dead, defeated death, solved the death problem. And in so doing, He purchased in full, paid in full, the price and offers us the gift that He paid for of eternal life. Wow. God has provided a way of salvation through Jesus, born as a child so that we can be born again, becoming like a child. Now stay with me. We're almost done. I appreciate your patience. Mark ten fifteen. Jesus speaking. Verily, I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And then John 3, 3, perhaps familiar to most. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Are you following me here? The Savior of the world had to be born so that we could be born again. Because, see, we were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again. Well, I want to bring it to an end with the gospel of Jesus Christ and The childlike, simple explanation of salvation vis-a-vis the ABCs of salvation. Let's start with the gospel. What is the gospel? Well, the word gospel actually carries with it the meaning of good news. Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. Good news. That's what the word gospel means. Well, what do you mean? What debt? Oh, the sin debt, the death penalty. Wait, what? Yeah, see, you were sentenced to death and someone came and went to their death in your stead, in your place. Good news, you're you're free to go. Because see, Jesus came and He died for you. He was crucified, He was buried, and He rose again on the third day. And He's coming back for us soon and very soon one day. That's the good news. That is good news, isn't it? Hey, that's the ultimate solving of all of my problems. I have no problems that the rapture will not solve. Because it doesn't matter after that. I mean, no, no more problems. Health problems? Nope. Got a new body. That alone, that alone... Good news. (laughs) Now, why, why is the gospel inclusive of the rapture? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. You asked, right. Okay. The first time the Apostle Paul explains what the gospel is, is in the first letter he ever wrote to the Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians. It's the first time Paul ever lays out the gospel. Well, 1 Corinthians 15, the first four verses, that came many years later. But the first time he mentions the gospel is to the Thessalonians, and it's in the context of the rapture. He says, "This, this is the gospel that I preach to you. Jesus was crucified, buried, rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day. That's the gospel. Don't stop at the resurrection. You're selling me short if you do. That's not as Paul Harvey. I know that dates me and many of you too, so don't look at me like, you know. The rest of the story, His story, history, He's coming back for us that's the good news. That's the gospel. What are the ABCs? You know, the ABCs are just a simple childlike, not childish, childlike explanation of salvation. I suppose you could say, this is how to be saved. This is how to be born again. And I want to bring into the ABCs tonight the thief on the cross, as he's affectionately referred to. You know that when Jesus was crucified, there were two criminals that were crucified on his right and on his left. doesn't mean they were the only ones crucified that day, but these were the ones that were right next to Jesus. And you know what happened? One of them accepted, one rejected. One blasphemed, actually, the text says. So when you look at the thief on the cross You'll find that all three of these, I don't know that he knew about the ABCs. Maybe he did. I don't know if they go back that far. But the first thing he did was, A, admit that he was a sinner. He deserved to be on that cross. This man does not. He's innocent. And he admitted and acknowledged his sin and with it his need for the Savior. Because if you think about it, why would you need a Savior if you're not a sinner? It has to start there. And he did. He came to that realization. Romans 3.10 says there is no one righteous, not even one. Oh, but they're a good person. They might be a good person, but they'll never be good enough. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. For all, all have sinned and fall short Of the glory of God. In fact, that's what the word sin actually means. It's missing the mark. It's an archery term. It's falling short of the bullseye. So if you're an archer and you shoot that arrow and you miss the mark, you miss the bullseye, you've sinned, you sinner. That's what the word sin means. So if we have any archers here tonight, we love you too. Romans 6.23, I love this verse because it just packages the bad news first. With the good news. What's the bad news? Oh, uh, the wages of sin is death. The death penalty. You've all been sentenced to death. But here's the good news. <laughs> the good news is the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B. And this is so central. Believe. Believe in your heart. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe. Put your trust in Him. Believe in Him. The thief on the cross, believed. That was the Savior. He acknowledged his sin, and he acknowledged that that's the Savior. What are the odds that I would be crucified on the same day as the Savior of the world? I can't wait to ask him about that in heaven. No, I won't. We're all going to be just in awe. We'll see him in heaven, you know. He acknowledged the Savior, and he believed in his heart that Jesus Christ was Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will. There's that word again, will. Be saved. Aren't you so glad it says will and not? You might. We'll see. You could. Good chance. No, you will. The jury is not out. The verdict is in. The price is paid. It is finished. Okay. uh, uh, Thank you very much for (laughs) that. The C, lastly is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why, verse 10. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly... Romans 10.13, and this is what the thief did. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So watch this. The thief, criminal, whatever his crime was, he says to Jesus, he calls upon Jesus, and he says, will you remember me when you enter into your kingdom? That's it. He was saved. What do you mean? Oh, you know what Jesus' response was to him, right? Verily, verily, I say unto you, Today you will be with me in paradise. Wait a minute. That's way too simple. I know. Even a child. I know. But aren't you glad it wasn't complicated? I'm so glad that it was this simple, because if it was complicated, I wouldn't be saved. If I had to do something, I, I, there was nothing I could do. All I could do was believe in Him, acknowledge Him, and call upon Him. And I'm not proud of this, but I did so very intoxicated, very high. I fell asleep praying. And you know what my prayer was. This is why I'm not a big fan of you know the sinner's prayer, because you don't have to repeat a prayer to be saved. But my, you know what my prayer was? Again, I'm not proud of this, and I'll end with this. And I slurred it. (laughs) I slurred my prayer. (laughs) Oh, hell, Jesus. That's all I had to say. And I was saved. I woke up the next morning. Yeah, praise the Lord, right? If you would have said to me, you have to do like 10 things, I said, well, I'm going to hell then because... I don't mean to make light of it, but no, it's so simple. It's so simple. And so I would implore you in closing, if you've never called upon the Lord, today is the day of salvation. Please, I implore you, I plead with you, I beg of you, do not delay the most important decision of your life for eternal life, especially with everything that's happening in the world today. I assure you, Jesus is coming sooner than any of us could ever possibly imagine. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I, ah, I thank you, Lord, so much. I, again, it just seems so insufficient, inadequate to thank you. But Lord, we do thank you. We do love you more than words could ever express. Jesus, thank you for coming and taking our place on that cross and dying for us and shedding your blood for the forgiveness, the remission of all of our sins. Lord, this is that one time of the year when virtually the whole world is reminded of your name, Jesus. The only name given among men whereby we must be saved, the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We long for your return, Jesus, when that trumpet sounds. So, Jesus, come quickly, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. If you're enjoying these teachings during this Christmas season, we encourage you to continue reading on your own. God may reveal some things to you that you never thought of before. In Spirit and Truth is a ministry out of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of In Spirit and Truth, go to calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're at our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Once again, that's calvarychapelkaneohe.com. If you'd like to access any of these things on our mobile app, you can do that too. Go to the resources tab on our website, and you can download from there for free. That's com. We hope you'll push pause in this busy time so that you can soak in the glorious birth of our Lord and Savior. The news of this monumental event brought men from afar just to see with their own eyes the prophecy that was fulfilled. I can't imagine what the wise men felt when they first saw the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Can you? Join us next time for another edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor JD has much more to share with you about the life of Jesus in the here and now. Thanks for listening. and Come back for more here on In Spirit and Truth. i